Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. And Alex is off tonight. I'm Arlene Bynum. It is my pleasure to be sitting here in the hot seat between Anthony Fury, Sun Post Media columnist and National Comment Editor, Bob Richardson, Senior Counsel at National Public Relations. All right, Bob, I'm going to throw this at you. You know, as we talk about things that are happening with Premier Ford, we know that um, there's been a lot of changes in provinces across Canada, and we have talked about whether or not that is good for this prime minister are not good is the liberal government as we speak already taking advantage of what they what could be perceived as the end of this honeymoon well you know what it's mixed for the liberal government i think anytime you lose four or five provincial governments of uh, of a strike it hurts you a little bit there's an infrastructure issue um, there's a variety of, you could be on the wrong side of local issues, so it hurts you a little bit. In the case of Ontario, it's a huge help to the federal liberal government. I'm willing to say at this point, if the federal, if the federal liberal government gets reelected, I suspect one of the reasons they will get reelected is Doug Ford. Um, Ooh, you just, thought about that. I could hear it there, Bob, no, no, and you I, went for I, it. I just, you know, I, just based on history, <laughs> based on history, what we've seen before. But on top of that, there is a real unhappiness in Ontario with this government. It's viewed as too political, not doing the things that they said that they would do um, if you're on the right or the left. Um, kind of a bit incompetent or bumbling, and it is hugely, hugely helpful to the federal Liberal Party. And my sorry, Bob, were you just describing Ford, or you were describing Trudeau? I got a little. No, 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 no. I'm describing Ford, and oh. you know what? I'm going to hold you accountable on this for for, for, for a change, my friend. Uh, I'm describing Ford, and you know what? Let's see what uh, voters do in October, because uh, this is a government that is not doing what they said that they would do. It's a government all over the map. It's a mess. And um, and you know what? I think it'll be huge, huge help to the federal liberal party. All right. Anthony, what do you say? I mean, already on Twitter last night, we were seeing the beginning of the, hey, maybe don't trust Andrew Sheard. He may pull a Ford. Can we say that Bob may have a point here? Is the premier's fortunes at this moment, are they a plus or a liability for the federal conservatives? Well, you know, it's a yes and no, because everyone I talk to, whether it's a liberal strategist, mm-hmm. conservative strategist, whatever people want to see happen, everyone's got it as a 50-50 as to whether or not uh, Trudeau will be reelected. In one of my latest columns, I said this is like the 1972 election. So we know in 1968 we had Trudeau mania like we had in 2015, and then we had this guy, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, who governed for like 20 years. Well, hold on a second, though. There were a couple hiccups along the way. The first one was that he almost... He almost didn't make it past uh, the first re-election in 72, and he he actually went to bed thinking he'd lost, and they did a recount, and he actually won with minority. And we're in a similar situation now where Trudeau mania has faded, and, uh, you know, there were a lot of great expectations. But how How does does Doug Ford play into that? I mean, you you could hear it in Bob. They're already trying it on. Is that fair, or are they underestimating the premier? Um, well, you know, there's a couple things going on. I mean, like Bob said, if there's so many premiers going conservative, there is a feeling that there's a bit of a snowball effect that might come and just, you know, 
push Trudeau out. And I think a lot of Trudeau's ideas, mm-hmm. like like Emmanuel Macron and like an outgoing Obama, they were right for the time. And politics is the sort of paradigms are shifting so fast and things are different four years ago. But then again, it's also fair that uh, Trudeau might say, look, you guys need me here as the balance because we've got all these far right this and that and all these far. And we got Jason Kenney and Doug Ford. So the sky is falling provincially. You have to have me here federally to, you know, keep that all in check, kind of like a, it's almost like a U.S. check and balance style. You need me here for that reason. And I, I could see that argument uh, resonating people. But they're, they're different issues. You know, whether people don't like their health care education, I think we know that there's a, a pretty big firewall between federal and provincial chatter over those issues. And then whether you like the carbon tax or not and, and other things Justin Trudeau's doing and, you know, border matters and so forth. I mean, I think people can compartmentalize the way they think about all of that, too. Uh-huh. All right. Let me ask you, Bob, there was also uh, an announcement a couple of days ago that Jason Kenney was going to help out in the federal election. He was going to come here and move into the 905. Is that a sign, Bob? Well, you know what? Please come down. Um, First of all, I don't think premiers or federal ministers, those of us involved in the political circle, think they're well known and think they're important. Frankly, they're not that important. But nonetheless, if he wants to come in and spend his time and do that, come on down. Uh, but the the truth of the matter is, uh, Jason Kenney is a qualified, competent premier of Alberta. He has significant federal experience, and he's held a variety of different uh, uh, portfolios. I think to link him, as Anthony did with uh, Doug Ford, is a real stretch. What we've seen so far has been a buffoonathon, which has been shown in about four different polls by different people, most recently showing as high as a 75% disapproval rating, 80% among women with Doug Ford. So you know what? You know what these guys need to do? They need to stop worrying about uh, uh, Justin Trudeau, and they need to get their act together. And they need to focus on health care, education, um, the economy, and figuring out how to preserve the environment, which is what premiers have done in Ontario, liberal, conservative, and new Democrats for 30 or 40 years. They haven't been doing that. They've been playing politics and has turned into a circus, and they're wearing it, and they should wear it. All right, Anthony, what do you make of Jason Kenney coming? Of course, he knows the 905 area. He has worked that that area for former Prime Minister Stephen Harper. Is that a sign? I mean, the 905, we know, belong to the Ford family. Well, I think it's a sign that conservatives desperately want uh, Justin Trudeau out, whether they're whether they're uh, working in Alberta provincial politics, whether they're here in Ontario. So everybody's going to be working All hands you know, with that. each other wherever they can to to help in whatever ridings. But I think Bob makes a good point that you know you want the person who's the man of the hour. So it's really not that big of a deal, you know, where Jason Kenney goes. I mean, he's got his own place to do his own job. You know, Brian Pallister is someone everybody talks about in Manitoba. I would imagine a lot of people in Ontario have never even heard of that name before. So you kind of shrug it off. All right, we're going to take a break. We have more Keep Your Talking Boots on. We have Anthony Fury, Bob Richardson. I'm Arlene Bynum sitting in for Alex Pearson tonight. And we'll return right after this. This is Global News Radio. Hey, no name calling here. Just differing opinions going head to head. With Counterpoint. Counterpoint. Here's Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.
I'm Arlene Bonin for Alex Pearson. It's Friday. It's Counterpoint time. And I would like to welcome Anthony Fury, Sun Post Media columnist and national comment editor. Anthony, good evening to you. Good evening. Happy Friday, Arlene. Yes, it is a happy Friday. Bob Richardson, Senior Counsel at National Public Relations. Hey, Bob. Good evening. All right. Why don't we begin? And this is a topic I know the three of us know very well. I'm going to go with you, Bob, because, you know, this is something the liberals got sick of. So very tentatively, I will bring this up. Now, we have we just got news today, of course, that Jody Wilson-Raybould and Jane Filmpot will reveal their political futures on Monday. Bob, is this a sign the liberals may have them out of their hair or is this a new beginning? Well, all I'll say is I'm shocked that conservative <laughs> talk radio would begin with Judy uh, wilson Rebel because you know what? The prime minister had a terrific week. He had a terrific week right across the country, whether he was in Settill, Kamloops, Vancouver, Toronto at Collision. Ah, you're not answering places. the question, Bob. Oh, let me finish. Mm. And, and And let me just say, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm glad you guys are focused on this because... We just asked focused. about it. We're not heavily focused oh, on it. It's just a story you're today. Very, you're very heavily focused on it. And you know what? Their 15 minutes of fame are pretty much over. So delighted for them to uh, announce what they're doing politically, whatever it is, and look forward to seeing them on election day if they're uh, seeking uh, re-election. But I got to tell you, liberals are feeling pretty good this week. It was a very good week for the prime minister. It was a very good week for moving forward. And enough enough of this nonsense. So happy to move forward. All right. Anthony. I I didn't realize all those places that the prime minister had been. I mean, what what a carbon footprint. I'm shocked. I've just been humbly here in Toronto the whole time. (laughs) I actually forgot about two or three others. But anyways, I digress. It's not good for for the, the carbon footprint there, Bob. Anthony, let me just throw it at you. What do you say? How focused will Canada be on their futures? This is, just shows what had happened in the story because we have them revealing they're going to tell everybody where they're going to go. They are household names. Yeah, they certainly are now. I, I take Bob's point that their 15 minutes were more around lab scam at its peak and people want to know the who said what to whom. People are not exceptionally invested in, in the future of these two specific individuals, although I will say that when you look at their resumes and and their personal history, uh, particularly Jane Philpott and and some of the troubles that that she went through in in some really heartbreaking stories uh, about things when she was working abroad as a doctor and so forth, you go, I I really respect these uh, these two individuals as, as principled individuals who, when they say they got into politics, to uh, take the prime minister at his word and do politics differently. I I believe them. So we'll see where they're going. And I don't think there are any any sort of Machiavellian machinations going on. This isn't about Jody Wilson-Raybould trying to become prime minister. It's not that she was trying to get Trudeau booted out earlier so she could take his place. I, I think they're pretty sincere. It'll be curious to see where they go. They're yeah, where do you think they're going to go, Anthony? Would it be the well, NDP? Or do they think, I'm just kind of wondering if they think Jagmeet Singh may not be there forever. Well, well, that's another thing. The NDP, we know Elizabeth May has been courting mm-hmm. them uh, pretty heavily, and the Green Party does have a, a bit of an uptick in traction as well. I, I don't know. And the thing is, I, I don't think that they would be thinking strategically about it, to, to my previous point. I think they'd be thinking uh, genuinely about it, where, where their hearts are and so forth, and I, I don't know. 
Bob, if you're a betting person, where do you think they're going to go? Or does it matter to the liberals? Are they ancient history I here? I couldn't care less. But does I the say, does the liberal government I, care, Bob? You know what? I say move on, pick whoever you're running for, and let's see what happens on election day. Because you know what? This story, enough is enough. And I couldn't disagree with Anthony more. This is all about politics. It's all about pettiness. And it's all about stupidity, in my personal opinion, by one or two people. On the people. part of the prime minister, and, yes, you are and, right. And <laughs> No, actually, I disagree with you on that. And you know what? Can't wait to see what happens on Election Day. Let's go. All right. Let's switch it around here a little bit. Anthony, we've had, I guess, three polls for the premier of Ontario, Doug Ford. Some were thought to be biased. We have another one out today. Shows that it's a little bit closer. The honeymoon is over. What should be the takeaway for this premier? Because those numbers have gone down. The takeaway is that they're trying to be liked at the same time as doing all of these things. They're trying to please many people. A lot of the former cabinet ministers under, under Mike Harris and Ernie Eves, who I've spoken to, said that they told as many people as they could in the Ford government, you've got to do your cuts fast and deep and dirty. You've got to make this happen. And despite, Arlene, what all the headlines are saying, there actually are no cuts. Government is growing. There is still uh, billions being added to the debt every year. They are, they are shuffling the money around, so some sections are getting more, some sections So are they're not less. accomplishing what they wanted no. to? Yeah. No, and yet we knew that the Toronto Star and the unions would say the sky is falling. And, and we know, I think they thought there would be deeper cuts uh, in the first budget. So they printed out all the flags and propaganda and got the radio ads and everything ready. And there weren't the cuts. And they said, yeah, we've already spent the money. Play it anyway. Yeah, but the cuts so came. You know, when you screw around with health care, people get worried. Yeah, well, I don't think they particularly are screwing around with health care. I think when you look at the fact that the credit ratings are so poor and that we're mm-hmm. the largest sub-sovereign uh, government in, in, in the Western world right now, you go, well, if healthcare is our biggest line item, education as well, we got to do some things with it. we got to try to do some things differently. And, and I'd actually like to see some more creative stuff. And what I would like to see, Arlene, that, that we're not seeing is we need to change the pension regime of public servants to what the private sector has, and we need to get incoming employee salaries down by about 10 11%, which we're told is the premium that uh, public servant workers are paid right now. So those are big structural things. And Dalton McGinty issued reports on doing that. He just never got around to doing it. I think those are the big ticket things that should be happening. Bob, what is your take on this? I mean, there are some who say, okay, uh, Doug Ford won a majority and people were voting against Kathleen Wynne, but maybe they didn't vote for these kind of cuts. There seems to be a pushback against them. Uh, Does he have a mandate for this? Well, it wasn't that people were voting against cuts. People were voting. Um, people were voting against. No question. People were voting against Kathleen, Kathleen Wynne. Wynne. I'm a liberal. There's no question about that. She was. She was the issue in this election. What they're seeing with this government is a government with absolutely no plan. This is a government that every single day spends 14 million dollars more a day than Kathleen Wynne did. That is that. That's a fact. That's based on their numbers. This is a government that is disorganized, doesn't know what it wants to do, has no fiscal plan, has been um, downgraded by the uh, bond rating agencies, and is viewed as a, a government that has literally no plan. 
and it's headed by a guy who thinks he's like a city councillor as opposed to the premier. He's on the phone returning people's calls at night. He's a 311 operator. You know what people want? They want a premier. <laughs> you know what people want? They want a premier. All right, Anthony. I don't entirely disagree with that, Arlene. All I, right, I, shoot. I, we're coming at it from different perspectives, but I, I don't disagree. You yeah because and here this is what I asked you I throw this if, to you Anthony is this finish, if I can just finish one thing <laughs> Premier Roberts yeah. was a premier with a vision uh, Premier Davis was a premier with a vision you know they spent their times figuring out what to do on the top three or four issues that focus on the province they were not three one one operators and this is the number one problem with this government it has no vision it doesn't okay. know what it's doing and it's created a mess for itself all right let me let me throw it to anthony because he didn't totally disagree there anthony is this the problem that you would see for the premier right now he does have people who uh, who don't agree with perhaps slashing that deficit they don't like the way it is but he did get elected by a lot of people who said okay i'm going to buckle up but there are conservatives who, who would agree with Bob, who say, as you did, that maybe he's not cutting enough. So if he's got two sides that he's not pleasing, is that good politics? No, but I think that, well, it, 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 if you have a plan and you know what you want to do, to Bob's mm-hmm. point, then just buckle up, say this is what we're doing, move ahead with it. And when people complain about it and cry about it, you don't sort of turn around and go, okay, maybe I'm going to back off on this element and that element, which they've done in a number of things, French school issue, uh, Ron Tavener. There's there's quite a a few of them. And to Bob's point that it does seem like a number of these are making things up as they go along. That's the problem. It doesn't matter if you have people out in the streets protesting against you. I mean, Mike Harris and and uh, a lot of his front bench will tell you all those stories, but they did have a plan to execute, and they knew what they were doing uh, when they did it. And I'm not seeing that same uh, that same process here, and, and I, I wish we were. I mean, there's still time to kind of clean it up and right the ship, because the polls, you know, they show them down, but it doesn't matter, because this is just the first of a four-year term. Uh, but there is time to clean up the act, I think. All right, we're going to take a break. Anthony Fury, Bob Richardson, let's take all those thoughts and remind ourselves it is a federal election year. Counterpoint, and this is Global News Radio. You're listening to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio.